This morning, as we reflect not only on Jesus' sacrifice, which we heard about last week and what we talk about pretty much every week, is that Jesus died in our place. This week, we actually talk about the next step, that Jesus didn't just stay dead as our substitute, but he actually came back from the dead. So we're celebrating Easter today, and with it being Easter, I'm going to teach you something. When I say Christ is risen, you say he is risen indeed, alleluia. So we're going to practice that. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. That was pretty good. We'll practice again after this video. On the third day after Jesus' death, Mary Magdalene went to Jesus' tomb. It was still dark and she saw that the large stone at the entrance had been moved away. Mary ran to Simon Peter and John. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him, she said. Peter and John ran to the tomb. John looked inside and saw the linen cloths lying there. Then Peter went into the tomb and saw the linen cloths too. The cloth that had been around Jesus' head was folded up. John believed that Jesus was alive. Then Peter and John went back home. Mary went back to the tomb and cried. When she looked inside, she saw two angels sitting there. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've put him, she said. Then Mary turned around. Jesus stood in front of her, but she did not recognize him. Jesus said, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary thought Jesus might be the gardener. She replied, Sir, if you have taken Jesus away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go get him. Jesus said, Mary. Mary realized who he was and said, Teacher! Jesus sent Mary to tell the other disciples that he was going back to the Father. Mary did what Jesus said, and she told the disciples, I have seen the Lord! Meanwhile, some of the guards from Jesus' tomb went into the city and told the religious leaders everything that had happened. The leaders got together and made a plan. They gave the soldiers a lot of money and told them to lie about what they saw. Say that Jesus' disciples came in the night and stole his body while you were sleeping, they said. The guards took the money and lied about Jesus' resurrection. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but he didn't stay dead. God was pleased with Jesus' sacrifice and raised Jesus from the dead on the third day to reign as king over all creation. Jesus provides salvation from sin and the promise of eternal life. Are you ready? Your line is, he is risen indeed, alleluia, okay? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, alleluia, amen. And so Christ is risen. That's what we hear in our story today. But Mary's on the outside of an empty tomb crying. And the picture of that irony, I think, speaks to our lives also. So... A little over a month ago, I had the awesome blessing of getting to go to Disney World. Uh, and we have a little one. His name is Simon. He's about 18 months old. Due to his age and bedtime, we decided at like 6 o'clock, we're going to have to make an exit strategy. Because Disney World, if you didn't know this, is advertised as the happiest place on earth, which of course is not as happy as being here on a Sunday morning, but you know, somewhere around there. Uh, it's a pretty happy place between like 9 and 5.30. But 
At six o'clock, I was standing in line at the Starbucks to get the last few ounces of milk that would take us on the home stretch. And I'm looking around me and kids are dropping like flies. You know, the one mom says, come over here and hold my hand. And on the floor, emotional breakdown. You know, a dad says, hey, stop throwing that stuff on the ground. On the floor, emotional breakdown. I am standing in the happiest Starbucks on earth. And there is crying everywhere. And I think that if you can see the irony of that, and you can see the emotions of that, you get just a little glimpse of what we just heard about in our video today. While Mary is standing, not just in a place that was advertised as the happiest place on earth, but this is the happiest place on earth. She is, it is Easter morning. She is standing outside of the tomb of Jesus, and it's empty. Right? Jesus is alive. This has to be the happiest place. And yet Mary is so blinded by grief that she can't see it. Because there's this one thought in her head, just like the one thought of the toddler who wants the candy bar or who wants, who wants to play with the little rope thingy in line, right? There's one thought going on in her head that she can't get away from. And that thought is that Jesus is dead. And that thought blinds her with the grief that she has. So blind that when she's standing outside of the empty tomb on Easter morning and Jesus said, I was going to rise from the dead, even angels appear to her, angels from God. And all she can tell them is that Jesus is dead. And she turns and she even sees Jesus himself and she can't recognize it because she is so blinded by the grief of knowing that Jesus is dead. She's on the outside of an empty tomb. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And yet she's still crying. And I think sometimes we're there too. Right? We're still crying in this life, even though we know that Jesus is risen. And Jesus actually beat death. I mean, think of all of the enemies we have in our world. Sickness, well, Jesus beat that plenty of times. Hunger, Jesus beat that plenty of times. Was there demon possession? Jesus had no problem with that. And now Jesus even beat death. Right? He beats all of the struggles we have. He is king over creation. And yet... Just like Mary, we end up crying on the outside of the empty tomb because there is this one thought that we just can't get past in our head. Maybe it's the political reality of this world for you. Maybe it's the sickness you're facing. Maybe it's the conflict in your family and the relationships breaking down. Maybe it's the loneliness. Maybe, maybe it's the death. But we find ourselves so often in this grief that just persists, that just takes our entire attention, that just cycles in our brain so that we can't even open up our eyes and see that Christ, well, he's not in the tomb anymore, that Jesus has risen from the dead. But the good news that I want you to hear this morning is that Jesus didn't leave Mary in her grief. Right? If you're trapped in grief, if, if you are blinded by grief or you've been blinded by grief before, Jesus doesn't leave you there. But he speaks to you. 
And that's what he does with Mary. He asks why she's crying. He hears her story, and then he calls her by name and opens her eyes. When he says Mary, all of a sudden at the word of Jesus, she doesn't have to mourn anymore. No, because Jesus turns her grief to joy because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That was a little weak. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. There we go. It's Easter after all. Jesus turns our grief to joy. He did it for Mary, and as soon as Mary sees that the real Jesus is alive and standing right in front of her, the joy bubbles up in her, and she goes and tells the disciples. And that's ultimately our response to. No matter where grief has taken you, no matter how it persists, you have an opportunity because Jesus doesn't leave you in that grief, but Jesus will pull you out of it. He will speak his word to you and remind you that he has risen from the dead. He will turn your grief to joy. And when he does that, you actually get to follow his example. Not so much the raising yourself from the dead. Jesus will raise you from the dead in his time. But follow his example of asking, well, why are you crying? Because there are so many people in this world that don't know that Jesus is alive. There are so many people in this world who are crying on the outside of an empty tomb, and we get to hear the reason they're crying, and we get to speak to them just a little word from Jesus, just a little word that reminds them that this is the God who reigns over death. This is the God who beats death. This is the God who turns grief into joy because Jesus has beat death. In our lives, we can see that in a lot of ways. I had a, one of our pastors, I had a really good conversation with him. There was a grief that was just kind of circling in my head. And it was, I had this list of tasks that I had to accomplish, that I had given to myself to accomplish. And I looked at that list about a week and a half after the due date and realized I hadn't accomplished any of them. And I just kind of had one of those moments where I threw my head back and put it in my hands. And he walked up, kind of like Jesus' question, why are you weeping, right? Is everything okay? And I just, I just laid it all out for him, and he said, yeah, I've been there. We're all human. But Jesus was human too, and a little more than that. And that little word changed my perspective to turn grief to joy. Think of all of the times that you have influence in so many lives of the people around you. You have so many opportunities to speak just that little word. Just like Jesus spoke to Mary, that turns grief to joy because Jesus turns your grief to joy. Amen.